Hey, this is Jesse. I just wanted to welcome you fellow RD to the podcast. We're super excited to have you here and to share all things business, marketing, and blogging. Together, I know we can create wonderful beacons of light in this nutritionally misled world. So my name is Jesse Asher and I am a dietitian and the purpose of this platform, my, my platform, whether you're listening to it as a podcast or a blog or a vlog, however, um, the purpose of what I'm doing and what I plan to do with my platform and my business is to provide dietitians a platform where they can learn about business and marketing um, and kind of take away and start to peel away the mystery about business and running a private practice and having an online presence and just all of that kind of wrapped into one. So the first uh, episode or blog or post or however, again, you're getting this information is titled the high demand for online dietitians. And I just want to kind of walk you through the world that I have been in for the past four to five months and it'll make a little bit more sense as I go through. So a few months ago, I looked around at the job opportunities as a new dietitian in the field, and I felt really deflated. Um, the We have a high skill set, and we have a skill set that is in a variety of areas, but it feels as a new dietitian that the barrier to entry is really high. And when you look at different search engines or you know you look at different listings, clinical positions in different states was really all that I could find. Now, I did end up taking a clinical job for a while, and I'm actually finishing up there in August. So I put in my notice not long ago, um, and it's been a really great experience, and I wouldn't take it away for anything. The ladies that I work with are absolutely amazing, um, but you know, not everybody gets lit up by the same work, and clinical just hasn't lit me up the same way that some others will, and I kind of I just have to follow my heart. So at the same time that I've been working clinical, I've been dipping my waters in, my feet into the waters of the online world and the internet. And as kind of just a natural adventurer and entrepreneurial spirit, I knew that private practice and business and something in that realm was in my near future. Um, But as a new dietitian, private practice seemed a little intimidating, but I still felt the tug to start something. And so I stepped off into the unknown unknown world of the laptops, um, just bright eyed and ready to go. The thing about my personality is that when I jump into something, I do it feet first, eyes closed and my nose plugged, and I engulf information at an alarming rate. It's it's a little ridiculous sometimes, and I only come up to breathe whenever I, you know, it's so much information that even daily runs can't really soothe because my runs are kind of my stress my stress reliever time. I learned a lot about myself in the months that I was engulfed and drowning in Facebook groups with different business coaches who, in hindsight, in hindsight is 2020, were probably lying to me. Uh, woo-woo money mantras, which I still cling to, and more on that later, and list building and all things business and marketing. But most importantly, I fell in love and I found my love for business and marketing. While I'm a dietitian by trade, I'm not really a dietitian. Um, not probably in the sense that you are. I don't get a natural high from you know, putting meal plans together. I don't love spending hours in the kitchen. The thought of working one-on-one with clients forever actually makes me nauseous. Um, and if I'm being 100% transparent, you know, diet education in the acute care setting, just it doesn't make sense to me. I think outpatient is much more better suited. Um, but again, that's just my personal opinion. However, whenever I watch my dietetic friends rock their jobs and, you know, work with clients in a way that is um, elevating their lives, it gives me goosebumps. I absolutely love it. My own heart just simply 
rests in the tall building and coffee cups of the city, um, typing away on a laptop about marketing ads, copy business, any of that. Um, and if I can aid my fellow dietitians in the process, that is what lights me up. And so here I am, here I sit, you know, typing my blog and doing my podcast and vlog and all that. So today's blog, like I said before, is going to be an introduction into the world that I've been in for the past four to five months. Um, and why, you know, I've gotten to the point where I've been inspired to kind of hang up my money-making hat for right now when it comes to the online world and really start this platform. Um, I've broken down the story into five different sections and it's validation, solution, showing up, innovation, and possibilities. And each of those words highlights a different idea that I'm going to, to share with you with stories um, and it's all going to draw to the natural conclusion that I've come to and that is this, that there is a very high demand for you, yes, you, fellow RDs, to be in the online space and you can do it, I promise. So number one is the validation you do not want to hear. We've all murmured and complained about the rise of the non-trained coaches and nutritionists teaching health advice to the public, and sometimes I've really wondered if my real title instead of dietitian should be fad fighter, um, because it feels like I'm constantly putting out beliefs that dietitians, I mean that uh, our clients have, that they've learned from the internet, right? Um, I will never forget just a little fun side story about a patient in the cardiac clinic who was 100% convinced that if he walked around barefoot, which is called grounding, and it's ironically a practice that I use whenever I explain to my freshman college students about quackery. It's the example that I use. He was convinced that grounding was the same as taking a fish oil supplement or as eating the fish for the omega-3s um, because he had heard it on a podcast. I'm here to validate your worst fears as a dietitian. All those stories of the monthly nutritionist certificate programs, they are real. In fact... What I have found is that there are people with less than a certificate program, meaning self-studied only, that are running and starting nutrition programs and businesses, and they're actually making pretty good money doing it. Now, I'm going to admit that when I entered into the online space, I was I really lacked confidence as an RD, you know, being brand new, and also just as an individual. Um, and I was started to second guess our group mentality, wondering if maybe we were just as dietitians being bullies. Um, and trying to bully these individuals out. And as I've grown legs in the sphere and stabilized my head from the fast rotation of, you know, um, information overload of just being here, um, my opinions leveled out and I feel like it's, it's in a really better place. It's, it is in a better place. So first I do need to say that there are people behind those horror stories of certificate programs and their heart felt, felt and their loving. They don't begin businesses, you know, as health coaches or nutritionists coming from a place of harm or conflict. They really do genuinely want to help their, their clients. However, they're also taught, and this is something that I think is really important, they're taught to charge their worth, which they're charging much more than we are, mind you, and they are taught that if they have a personal experience in the health realm, like losing 50 pounds or overcoming a disease, um, that makes them an expert as long as they are one step ahead of their client. So, you know, I've come into, I have encountered some ladies that I really love. I, I really do. I do. I mean, you can't not like them. Their, their enthusiasm and their love for all things health is contagious. Um, 
And I, I really do believe, you know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be in this space. I think scope of practice is a really beautiful thing. You know, we talk about it all the time. And I actually believe that dietitians can learn quite a bit from these individuals. But I do find it frustrating and really nervy that they claim to be, you know, experts whenever it's personal experience and all that. So anyway, here the point purpose of this section is just to here's your validation. Yes, there are very unqualified individuals posing on the online space and all of the stories that you've heard in school, they're true. And now the follow-up question is what are you going to do about it? So section 2 that leads us into 2 and that is how you can be part of the solution. So first of all, let me be clear. When I ask what are you doing about it, I am not talking about legal action unless of course you come across somebody who's actually harming their patients. Um, you know, at that point you would have, you would be obligated as a dietitian and as a person and as a, you know, healthcare professional to report them. If you follow me long enough though, you're going to realize that I'm classically liberal, which is also known as libertarian through and through. And even licensure is something I have some reservations about, but that's, that's a whole nother discussion. What I mean by what are you doing about it is what are you doing to claim your expertise? Having credentials is only part of this journey. And some tough love, guys, clients don't give a crap about the initials behind your name. You wonder why, and we wonder why in general, why the public falls for these non-expert experts. And it's because they're showing up constantly and they're providing answers. You know, to the untrained public, con- consistently showing up equals expertise. And sadly, it's not always dietitians, and really it's hardly ever dietitians, on that giving end. For a while, I actually tried to be an educator for health coaches and nutritionists, and the idea was that if I could just provide them with some nutrition science background, they wouldn't be as inclined to spread false information. Um, my empowerment community, as I was, as I called it, attracted a lot of different individuals, from self-experts, self-taught experts, excuse me, to reflexologists, and I soon started to realize how on earth do I teach a group that diverse when each person has such different training, or lack thereof, in physiology and nutrition. And the more that I pondered and the more I thought about this, the conclusion I drew was really that the best solution to fighting false information on the internet and in general in in society is for dietitians to be more active. And in this case, I'm talking about on the online space and to claim our territory back as experts. And I'm not talking about just whining on our Facebook pages about, you know, X, Y, or Z, or this person or that person. I mean, actually being involved in marketing and working with clients. And I think this is really hard for dietitians to do. Our lack of marketing and business training really puts us kind of at a disadvantage. Um, And it leads, you know, our our lack of training leads to a lot of misunderstanding and frustration. When we, you know, try to start a blog or we try to open a private practice, how do we stand out among the sea of bloggers and health coaches and foodies, even if we are the experts? And to make things better slash worse, dripped with sarcasm, a lot of the nutrition certificate programs actually have quite a bit of business um, and marketing training in the courses. There is still hope, I I promise. We as dietitians, you, you as a dietitian, you are the real expert. And with a little TLC in the business education realm, which I plan on helping with, through my, you know, on my platform, your presence online can be real and your followers can be loyal and you can make the corner of your world a brighter place. 
Now, I'm, I'm not even talking about moving your entire practice online. You know, even if you're a clinical dietitian and you love being there, you can have a presence in the online space and help fight with this. Um, if it lights you up to have an online practice, let's rock it. I think it'd be awesome. Um, but if starting a Facebook page, a blog, a podcast, a Twitter account, an Instagram, anything, if that's something that's been on your to-do list, let's start it now. Let's just start there. That's the basics. My dream with this platform, like I've said over and over, is really to help RDs feel confident in the online space. There is more to this, more to the online space, more to lingo and technology and know-how than I ever expected whenever I started. Um, and it's not that you can't learn it and that we can't learn it. It's just it takes somebody who is interested enough to teach it to you. And especially somebody who knows where you're coming from and is an RD herself, that's what I plan to help with. Just because, and, and you know, something else, just if you are sitting there thinking, well, I have no interest in doing this, still share this, still share it with your friends. You know, we are, all our Ds are networked together somehow through each other. And if you share this, you never know which RD friend has the itch to do this. So then going to, into uh, section number three, which is the key to an online presence is showing up from a place of love. So one of the important lessons that you learn in the entrepreneurial sphere is the importance of consistency. And consistency really at the basic level is just the art of showing up. And it seems so obvious, but you'd be really surprised at how quickly people lose interest or get distracted. When I think about, you know, over the years at fluff, uh, all of my failed blogs, I've had two failed podcasts, I start to understand why it really has been an uphill battle. Um, and hindsight is bliss, right? It's 2020. But when you sporadically post once or twice a month, which is what I was doing and what I think a lot of people from what I've talked, who, from who I've talked to, RDs, um, that's what we do. We post once or twice a month with great intentions, but what follower can we really expect to follow us and wait for us to get our crap together? It's not really fair. And it's not realistic. To show up consistently, you really, really, really need to love what you're doing. And you need to pour your soul into it. And you need to show up at the same time every week or every day or whatever you promised. You have to show up. In my humble opinion, I think this is what uh, is kind of the difference between us and some of our certificate counterparts. Point blank, their willingness to desire to show up and their drive to show up in the online platforms is much higher than ours. I'm not saying that they love nutrition more. I mean, good God, we've dedicated years of our lives to this stuff, our entire lives, really. Um, but I am saying that they do show up with a higher vibe and from a higher place of service than we tend to. And it might be our corporate feel. Um, it might have to do with our training. This is kind of my hypothesis. As dietitians, we're trained to be professional. And I think with that, we become slightly jaded. And the entire health and wellness industry can feel sometimes, at least personally, I know, like a gigantic lie. You know, supplements that are being sold, ketone supplements, um, wraps, all kinds of detoxes. And the public temp typically chooses those things over us, right? And, you know, even though we've dedicated the blood, sweat, tears, and years to learning the science, it can get kind of depressing whenever you know, your client gets really defensive when your client chooses not to believe you or rolls their eyes when you try to tell them that gluten isn't poison or when you gently let them down on the myth that artificial sweeteners don't cause cancer, things like that. And it can be really tiring and frustrating. Putting out fires and getting eyes um, that are rolling, um, there's just nothing worse, especially whenever we're just telling them to eat the damn cookie. <laughs> we're usually giving them the permission to live a little bit and it can get really frustrating. And I think we start to put up walls. At least I know, I think, I think that's how I have been in the past. 
as professionals, we can come off as sharp and icy, and that's just the truth. And instead of being full of life, um, we understand the lies that the public has been feeding. And instead of allowing this to fuel our love, it fuels our severity. Um, and clients don't really want to be lectured to. And I think that that's, that is the way that we are not trained necessarily, but that's the way we can come off, um, especially since we do have the expertise. Whereas somebody who doesn't have that expertise, even though they think they know what they're talking about, they still don't know enough to come off as a lecturer. Um, and clients really want to just feel like they're being cared for. They don't want to feel like they're being taught to. And all this is just not say that you don't love your patients. You absolutely do, or your clients, whatever you call them. Um, but the way we carry ourselves and the words and phrases that we put out into the world, they matter. And the way that we say them, the syntax we use, um, knowing that we love them is not enough. We need to come off as caregivers and that we care for them versus unapproachable robots, which is how I think we can come off at times. But there is no doubt in my mind no doubt at all that we can flourish in the online world and we have the expertise and I'm, I'm just a hundred percent convinced that we can rise to the occasion. And, um, I plan on helping as many RDs as I can with this platform in that process. And that leads me to section number four, which is online dietitians don't have to be original, just innovative. So one of the favorite quotes that I've come across in the online space comes from Alex Mandosian, and it goes, never invent, always improve on something that exists. The thought of creating and being um, an innovative or inventing something new intimidates a lot of people. And in particular, the dietetic field tends to attract uh, type A personalities. Often we're thought of to be as control freaks or impatient and aggressive. And when paired with the finicky nature of entrepreneurship, the lack of training fundamentals of running a private practice or even running a blog, you know, learning SEO and knowing all that, um, it can be a big turnoff. Just like my professor used to tell us, um, and still, he's still my professor, um, he tells us, don't reinvent the wheel. And that sentence for a long time actually made my blood hot. And I would sit there and think, why would you stifle my creativity and drive? Like, I would just get so angry. But the more that I study business and the more that I study life in general, I realize that there's a big difference between being original and being innovative. Creating something from thin air can be really tiring and most people fail with that. But when you look at a situation and you wonder how you can make it better, and you do, you improve it and improve the lives of those around you in the process, that's innovation and that's doable. For dietitians that enter the online space, finding a niche and becoming innovative on how to best serve your clients, that's really the key. You know, maybe your cardiovascular clients would be best served with a group healthy call. Maybe your diabetic clients would be best served with an online course. Maybe your IBS clients would really benefit from an app that you develop. All of those platforms are already there and the patients are already there. The clients are already there, but learning how to use them in an innovative way, that's how we can really start to change things. Even a blog, you know, centered around a specific niche that you're really passionate about, that's innovative. And when you mix it with your unique personality, that's a foolproof plan. So that leads me into my last section, which is there are many possibilities for dietitians online. So blogging, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, podcast, Snapchat, YouTube blogs, Facebook, all of these are platforms that are already at the fingertips of your clients and all of them already have to the brim certificate health coaches and nutritionists that are, you know, scrounging for clients that 
can be ours. Um, some of them are doing a fine job. And again, I, you know, I'm not towing the middle, but I also don't want to throw the, anybody under the bus because I think they are doing, some of them are doing a decent job. However, there are some spreading the gospel of ketone supplements and sugar detoxes, which need to be stopped. I think as RDs, we can all agree on that. I would love to see, and I look forward to working with dietitians that are interested in moving their practices online or starting blogs, um, starting accounts, understanding Pinterest. It's a lot easier than you think. Um, once you remove the scary lingo and the lack of education, it's completely doable. It is not a mystery world that is never touchable by dietitians with traditional practice. But besides practicing, you know, there, like I said, there's a lot of different things you can do in the online space. You could run courses, you know, run online courses. You could do accountability groups. You could run challenges. You could start a blog that's niche focused. I don't really know of many dietitians at all that run niche focused blogs. It seems like a lot of dietitians will start them and they'll get frustrated because they don't know how to stand apart. And it's almost always because they're general health blogs. You know, we're taught to be experts in all general health. And, but one thing I learned coming into the online space very early is the importance of niches, and that's something I will talk about in weeks um, to come. If you think you can do it, you can. It, it is that simple. Um, and don't worry about the education and lingo, you know, the lack thereof. I, I gotcha. Just follow me long enough. So here are the words I'm going to end this vlog, this podcast, this blog with. Um, my journey online has been hair-pulling, frustrating, exhausting, and overwhelming, but it's also been invigorating, fulfilling, and eye-opening. I have worked two different jobs in the dietetics sphere. I'm an instructor or an, a graduate assistant at a college where I teach college classes, and I also am finishing up my time as a clinical dietitian. Um, and I love them both, but neither have measured up to the joy and satisfaction I've felt with all of the education that I've gathered online. It's been a beast of a party. That's just, that's the way that I kind of sum everything up and everything I've learned thus far has been really awesome and I plan on sharing it with you. So if you are still with me um, and you feel that adventurous itch and this is interesting to you, then let's do this. Let's move as many of us with tactic, poise, professionality, personality, and love and from love-filled service-based hearts and together as dietitians, we can move into the online space and create a better future, um, with, you know, starting with our own corners of the world. So until next time, love and vibes, Jesse Asher.